Hey everybody, Kennedy Hawk here. We're going to continue our Decked Halls 2020 series with the God of Thunder himself, Thor. This Thor deck is going to be all about protecting people, as you are the protector of the Nine Realms, or in this game you're going to be the protector of other players' realms, because this is a really strong multiplayer protection deck with Thor. It's going to focus on defending and readying multiple times, getting to a high defense and high reflection state, we'll talk about that, and pumping your deck with energy resources. You're not going to go the stun route, you're not going to do a lot of thwarting outside of your inherent defender of the nine realms, but you're going to try to make it so other people don't have to absorb attacks. When I was doing practice games for this, I even played against Rhino and just let him activate against me twice per round, and I was able to stabilize the board with my low hand size as Thor. So I hope everyone enjoys this Thor protection deck and can use it to defend your friends and family this holiday season. So let's go through Thor's deck really quick. We're going to spend a little bit of time on cost curve, because our cost curve is pretty good for the Thor deck, and then talk a little bit about the execution and play of this deck, because it's a little strange to play this deck as Thor, um, I have found. You're going to do a lot of flipping and a lot of using your hammer as a resource. So we'll start out with allies this time. We've got four allies, Brother Voodoo, Clea, Iron Fist, and Lady Sif. So you've got two four-cost allies, one that puts out some stun, a three-cost ally, and a two-cost ally. So pretty expensive in the allies department. For events, we have 12 events. Um, Thor has a lot of events just naturally. He's got nine events in his deck. So we've got three defenders of the nine realms, three hammer throws, two lightning strikes, one for Asgard, and we put in three copies of Desperate Defense. It is an energy resource, one-cost event in the protection aspect. When your hero defends against an attack, it gets plus two defense for that attack. If you take no damage from this attack, ready your hero. So early in the game, you can use this to pump your defense and defend for you and your play partner. Later in the game, you can use this to pump your defense, defend, hopefully your partner is set up and can survive attacks at that point, and then you can go to face and hit with your hammer for three damage the next turn. Useful the entire game. I love it. We've got our three basic resources. We did not include power of protection, because once we go through all the protection cards, you'll see I think there's only seven cards that it hits. It might be worth it. I'm just not sure what I would drop for it yet. We've got three supports, Asgard, Helicarrier, and I put in team building exercise. That might be a card that I drop for one power of protection, um, but I really like the idea of being able to play Lady Sif and some of these other Asgard cards for a little bit cheaper. It does have a little bit less value because we're not in aggression with Hall of Heroes and Valkyrie to really increase the usefulness of that team building exercise, but I still think it's worth inclusion and at least worth a look-see. Um, we do get an Avenger from Brother Voodoo, so that's one other card that we could kind of uh, use this ability with, um, but still not the best use of team building exercise. We've got 18 upgrades, because we are upgrade heavy in this deck. So I've got two copies of Armored Vest, because it's really important to get that Armored Vest down early. Um, in a multiplayer game, since I am playing multiplayer, I can always play the second one on another player, get it out of my deck. I've got two copies of Defensive Stance. That is the preparation from Black Widow's pack. So it's an energy resource, cost two, max one per player. When you would take any amount of damage, discard Defensive Stance to prevent three of that damage. So this is your, like, oh crud button when you're trying to use a Desperate Defense. Um, I had to do this a couple times against Rhino. He'd have a charge. I would play, you know, one or two Desperate Defenses and get up to eight defense, and he would flip a three-boost icon card, and my entire plan revolved around me readying twice, or readying once. Um, so I'd have to use the defensive stance to soak that last chunk of damage, which is never fun, but can be can be something you have to do. You can also use this if you don't have a ready, but you're first player and you get attacked. You can use defensive stance to soak your attack and then defend for the other player. You just have to be careful against um, 
villains like Claw, where they have those boost abilities that if they do sneak some damage through, could exhaust you, that could be really painful. I've got one copy of Downtime and one copy of Endurance, because you will probably take some damage in this deck. You're going to want to flip and heal, you're going to want to flip and grab your hammer, so that Downtime will pay itself off eventually. I got one Electrostatic Armor in one of the games I played. Um, I did like six damage with Electrostatic Armor over two turns. It was pretty amazing in that three-player game. Um, would highly recommend Electrostatic Armor with Thor. I only have this at a one-of. You could flip-flop this with Armored Vest and have two of this and one Armored Vest, but I've found that giving people extra defense has been better for me than giving them that Electrostatic Armor. All right, we've got the one Endurance I already mentioned. We have three copies of Energy Barrier, so obviously it provides an energy resource and just more high reflection value. So you're going to be all about reflecting the villain's attacks, reflecting the villain's damage. So this, again, I put these on the board, and I save them for those times when the villain just gets one over my readying capability from Desperate Defense, because it's such a pain when you put a resource into that, get to five defense, and the villain hits you for six. This can make the villain hit you for zero and throws a damage back at, at the heroes. At the, at the villain. I did not include Preemptive Strike, which is another card that would work really well in this deck. I just didn't want to go that event heavy, so I consider this my like alternative to Preemptive Strike. Um, preemptive Strike is a little bit cheaper, so when we get to cost curve, maybe we should look at changing that out. We've got two copies of God of Thunder, three copies of Indomitable. Again, this is just like Desperate Defense. This is um, so that you can have six readies on defending in your deck, so that's a large chunk of your deck, I would say. You almost always draw one around so that you can always do two defenses, and that's really important. You have a Mjolnir, Thor's Helmet, and then one copy of Unflappable. You're going to do a lot of defending and hopefully a lot where you don't take damage, so you need to take advantage of that Unflappable to make up for Thor's small hand size until you can get Asgard onto the field. All right, let's go through cost curve really quick. So we've got three null events and three zero cost cards. So that is only six cards under the cost of one. That's very different from most of the decks we play, and Thor has a low hand size, so that's a little terrifying. Luckily, 16 of our cards have a cost of 1, so at that point we're looking at 22 cards, cost 1 and under. Feels pretty good. 10 of our cards have a cost of 2, so we're looking at um, 3 plus 3 plus 6 is 22. 32 cards at cost 2 and under, so now we're sitting at a pretty low cost curve. I mean, a majority of your deck, more than a majority, over 75% of your deck is under under cost of three. We've got six cards that cost three. That's the three hammer throws, Helicarrier, Asgard, and Brother Voodoo. And we have two cards that cost four, which is Iron Fist and Lady Sif. And both those cards are so great that you're going to want to have them in your deck anyway. Sif, you don't really get a choice on, but Iron Fist is good enough to justify his inclusion. So our cost curve is a little bit high. I mean, we've got 18 cards that cost two or over. Two or over. For a hero that starts with a hand size of four in hero form, that can be a little bit painful. You're really going to have to use those defenders of the nine realms and use them wisely to bring minions out, hopefully minions that you can swing and destroy, and get your hand size bigger just so you can really afford your deck as you're getting set up and getting Asgard out. So let's talk a little bit about how to play this deck. So I have found with most Thor decks, the first thing I do is fish up his hammer and play it. Every once in a while, I use it as a resource that first turn, and then I stay in Alter Ego and fish it out. In this deck, since you're usually playing in multiplayer, you should almost always spend your first turn in Alter Ego. Use that hammer as a resource, draw back up to five, because you need to find Asgard, and you need to find all your ramps, like God of Thunder and things like that, as soon as possible, so that you can afford to stay in hero form for as long as possible. 
What I have found in this deck is my attack stat is very unimportant to start the game, especially in a multiplayer game. I'm the protection player. I'm, I shouldn't be counted on for all this damage. That's what the aggression player and the leadership player, and heck, even the justice player gets a bunch of attack events at this point. Those guys can do the damage, and I am going to focus on defending and making sure other people don't take damage. So to do that, I'm actually going to sacrifice Mjolnir my entire first deck pass, which is very abnormal for me. Usually I'm a get Mjolnir on the board as soon as I can and start whacking minions kind of player with Thor. But with this protection deck, I almost flip every other turn that first pass through my deck, just getting all my pieces in play. I want to get both God of Thunders down. I want to get Asgard down. Ideally, I want to get, you know, Armored Vest down, Electrostatic Armor down, potentially Helicarrier down. Get everything I can to reduce the cost of things for future problems. Um, so a lot of times, the entire first deck pass, like I said, I just leave Mjolnir in my deck. And every time I flip to Alter Ego, it's just a boosted resource. So if you do that the first turn, right, you're going to get to six, six cards in your hand once you summoned Mjolnir. Um, if you can get an Asgard down early when you're flipping to Alter Ego mode, you're going to be having seven cards in your hand. So that's really going to let you pump out all those upgrades that you need to get out to get set up. You are going to still be flipping to hero form because you want to defend for other players. So you're going to be using Indomitable, you're going to be using Desperate Defense on that first pass through your deck. My preference is to use Desperate Defense and not Indomitable, leave Indomitables on the board. Because then when you get to that second deck pass, you're pretty much just at the events you want to play. And um, you can use those Indomitables then to make sure that you can um, defend for multiple players. I even had one round in a three-player game where I defended for all three players. And then the villain drew something, and I still had enough for one more defense because I had two Indomitables on the board to start. So Indomitable, really powerful. But yeah, that's the general concept I would tell you. You should start by using your hammer as a resource. Usually after that first deck pass, I try to end that first you know, run through my deck in Alter Ego form. And then I summon that hammer and slap it on the board, and it never leaves the board again other than for hammer tosses. Because I really want to make sure I'm using that. Um, so that's another thing to point out. Don't focus on damage for this first round. I mean, eliminate the minions you bring out with Defender of the Nine Realms. Don't cause problems for people. But at the same time, you should be focusing on getting yourself set up to keep everyone alive. Because once you can do that, everybody else can just focus on pure damage and threat removal. And you can focus on the thing you do best, defending other players' realms. So, I hope you all enjoyed this Protection Thor deck. It's a very abnormal deck for me. Um, protection is probably my least played aspect um, up there with Justice. So it's exciting to try all these heroes in the protection aspect that I haven't really tried them in a ton before. And I think that Desperate Defense from Doctor Strange's pack really brings Thor to a new level with protection. So hope everyone enjoyed this deck. Happy holidays. Tune in tomorrow and we will go to a Black Widow deck, a Black Widow aggression deck.